Hello, everybody. This is Josh Price, and you are listening to the Mark Price for Three podcast. Each episode, my dad will be talking NBA basketball, sharing some coaching and instruction, and of course, talking about his faith. Without further delay, here's my dad, Mark Price. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 66 of the Mark Price for Three podcast. We got a lot to cover today, Mark. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get started right away. How are you? I'm doing great. I know you've been a little bit under the weather, so I'm glad you're able to join me and be on the podcast today. You know, before we start, though, last week we kind of had the, we were waiting for that, the North Carolina-Georgia Tech game, so I just have to get my digs in, man. Carolina's got one loss in the conference, and it's to the Yellow Jackets, baby. <laughs> you had to go there. I, w- I was going to bring it up eventually, but you had to go there right away, and you were there. Did you, did you rush the court? I did not. Josh, Josh went with me and a couple of his buddies and he looked over and I'm like, don't even think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I swear this in all, all sincerity. Congratulations to Georgia tech. That's a big win. That's your program. Good for Damon. Good for his kids. You know, honestly, that's great. The, The ACC needs Georgia tech and, Boston College and Wake Forest, like all those, they, the ACC needs to get back to dominance. And so, you know, the ACC needs teams to be quad one wins. You know what I mean? Exactly. And oh, so no, I, no. I'm, I'm happy for Georgia Tech. I really was. Carolina was due for a loss. I called it a trap game. I felt like it was a trap game, especially how they played against Duke. Shout out Carolina for beating Duke, by the way. But, but back to Georgia Tech, man, congrats. It, like Literally, I was really happy for Georgia Tech. I really was. It was a big win. Of course, we turned around and lost NC State next game. So <laughs> it's kind of been the, been the mo of the season. Uh, beat a beat a really good team. Uh, beat Duke. Beat Carolina. But uh, right. can't really beat much anybody else. But uh, it was a good win. I was glad I I was there. That was my first game this year down to Georgia Tech. So it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad Carolina had an off night, and they did have an off night. You know, if they play their normal game, I don't know that. Well. There was a chance for them to push it out in the first half. They were up about eight, nine, things were going their way. And then they just started breaking free throws and letting us slowly back in the game. And then the whole second half was was a really good game. It was tight, close, hard fought. And I think just being there live, I think that's why some people are more into college basketball than the pros right now. Right. And you know the talent disparity for sure at the NBA level, but Man, those college kids play hard. <laughs> hard. I mean, they they're out there and they're playing hard and they're giving it, man. And it was it was it was fun to watch. But uh, yeah, college basketball, those kids get after it, man. You you have to have to respect that. And we talked after the game. I I was so impressed by Georgia Tech's fight. They fought. I mean, those kids fought hard. They played really really hard, and I was very impressed by how hard they played and how much Carolina just didn't. So, you know, congrats. Congrats to Georgia Tech. Like I said, I'd love for nothing more than the ACC to get really healthy and strong and great. And so it was great for them. But Yeah, for, for sure. Because right now they're saying the ACC may only get three, three. teams in or Come two on. or three teams. I mean, that's just not the ACC. I, I blame conference expansion on that. <laughs> but that's Don't, that's another conversation for another day. I was going to say, we got March coming up. We'll have those conversations because they're going to put seven Big Ten teams and they'll be all in 32. But anyway, okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. No bias there. All right. So the Cavs are in third currently. Third. The Cavs in third with all the adversity. They're in third in the East. 
31 and 16. They've won five in a row and nine of their last 10. How incredible is this team? Great story. Really, it is. Even, I mean, we're obviously Cavs fans, but, you know, even if you're not, they got to be start getting on people's radar. I mean, mm-hmm. don't look now, but the Cavs are in third place and on the move, man. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a great story from the standpoint of, man, they haven't even had their whole team together all year long. And right. they're just now starting to get that back together. But yeah, and you've seen, I mean, you don't want to get ahead of yourselves, overly op- optimistic because they got to they gotta go into the playoffs this year and, and show, show people that they're ready to take that next step. But I mean, they've played, they've shown they can beat the Bucs uh, and they, you know, have battled with the Celtics too. So it'll be interesting. They got to get through some other people first, you know, once they get to the playoffs. But dark horse, man, you got to start talking Cavs or the dark horse in the East right now. I don't think too many teams are wanting to play the Cavs. They're just, I love the, uh, you know, I think some of the guys, maybe, you know, Max Struess bringing some of that heat mentality and, and some of these other guys, but it's, they're going out and taking care of business, man. Beating yeah. teams are supposed to be, and even beating some teams maybe that they shouldn't. So you got to love what the Cavs are doing right now. And, and you know, and I think a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit and people like to criticize a lot, I just want to give a shout out to J.B. Bickerstaff because I think he's mm-hmm. obviously done a fantastic job. I mean, when you got to rotate lineups and bring in new guys and they're constantly shuffling things. Shout out to JB and his staff. They've done a great job this year. No doubt. I mean, it just seems like, well, I don't know about this one tonight for the Cavs. They could write it off. And yet they they win. I mean, they like you said, they're beating the teams that they should beat. And then it's, you know, figuring out the rest. And they figured out the rest with sometimes a lineup that just makes no sense. It's it's amazing to watch. It's unbelievable that that they're where they are right now. No doubt. So one of the things that has come up that you and I've talked about 65 games played, there's a rule now in the NBA and we've talked about guys taking nights off and things that had never happened in your era, but they happen now. And so the NBA is trying to, you know, tweak things a bit and, and get guys playing and that kind of thing. 65 games played rule now is uh, in the NBA. And if you miss more than, I believe it's 17 games. Then here's what here's what you're not eligible for: the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year award, Most Improved award, All NBA team, and All Defensive team. Um, there are players that are already out, and so I'll list those really quick. And there's some that are getting real close. So, and then I want to get your feedback. So already out: Lamelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, Marcus Smart, Mitchell Robinson, Kyrie Irving, Amen Thompson, DeAndre Hunter, Zach Levine. Brady Beal, and Yab Moran. They're out. They can't be eligible for any of those awards. At risk currently, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler, Christoph Porzingis, Tyrese Halliburton, which is a big one, Bam Adebayo, Devin Booker is another big one, Donovan Mitchell, and Kevin Durant. Those are some big names that are real close here at the halfway mark in the season. What are your thoughts on that rule? Well, it's funny because you can hear a lot of the players are, (laughs) I think Halliburton was one of them, is complaining about the rule. Well, he's one of those guys that might be on the outside looking in. I love it myself. I think we talk about old school, new school. I think Barkley even made a comment the other night. He wished it was 70 games, you know, because I think 
I think Adam Silver on some of the things, you know, the in-season tournament, other things are debatable, you know, gimmick-type deals. I think he got this one right mm-hmm. from my perspective. When you're talking about giving out MVPs and all-league players, and those should be everyday, everyday guys, right? I mean, mm-hmm. guys that show up every day. And I think in the past, there's been guys probably that's made that have made all NBA teams that have played 40 some 50 games or whatever and kind of make it on their reputation, so to speak. And so I think it's a good thing. In my perspective, I mean, you're gonna have people that that think it's not right and not fair. Hey, guys get hurt, but I think it's just been too much of the other side of things the last few years. Are they really hurt or are they just taking a night off? Right. You know, and, and trying to rest. And I think the NBA has at least set some sort of standard. I mean, 60, I mean, that's still a lot of games to miss, right? 17 games over the course of a season. But you miss more than that. Do you really deserve to be on those teams? I, I say no. And I think the NBA has, has done a good thing here. I can get criticized for that. Everybody's got their opinion, but. I think it's a good thing and it sets a bar and it'll be interesting because you do have guys, you know, Kyrie, I don't know if he had been in the mix this year, but you definitely have guys, Donovan Mitchell, Joel Embiid is an MVP candidate, right? Absolutely. Uh, John Morant. Those are guys that you would say before the season started, they're going to be all NBA guys. And now if they miss a few more games, they're going to be out. So it has an impact. I think it has some weight for sure. And, and guys that are might just have a sore, a sore ankle or whatever, mm-hmm. like the good old days, you go out and wrap it up and you go play and try to help right. your team win versus just sitting it out and taking the easy way out. But I, I get the complaints on legit injuries. That's, I mean, what can you do about legit injuries? But also it's like, if you don't play 30, 40 games, even if, it's a legit injury. Do you deserve to be on an all NBA team with guys that have grinded it out all year? So right. uh, I think it's great conversation in itself, but I think it's a good rule and it's making guys have to think, you know, mm-hmm. what's it worth? Cause some guys are losing a lot of money in that situation. Right. Right. When uh, you sign, I think the cap goes up for you, right? Your max salary goes up. If you have an all NBA if you're an all NBA player that season or an mm. MVP, I mean, all that stuff has effect financially as well for these guys. So, yeah, so it's, it's definitely going to be a topic as it come up and more guys start dropping out of it. You know, I'm sure the, the conversation will heat up even more. It's funny because for the fan, a lot of us have incentives at our job. <laughs> you know what I mean? If, especially if you're in sales or if you're in some kind of incentive based job, you have a salary, which is awesome. But if you right. don't perform, you know, you might even be let go if you don't perform. If you do perform, you have a chance to make a lot more money. And so that's a world that that the fan that buys the ticket lives in. And so when we see guys, you know, making quite a bit more money, you know, with the opportunity. So anyway, it's very interesting. And and I'm I'm I think it's going to be even more interesting here a second when we talk about the all-star selections, <laughs> because as I was writing those out. It's very, very interesting. So let me run those off real quick. The all-star rosters were announced. The East starters, Giannis, Embiid, Halliburton, Lillard, and Tatum. I don't know if you caught that there, but two of the five are on the list of possibly not being eligible for awards. Now let's go to the reserves. Out of Bayou, 
another one. Bancaro, Jalen Brown, Brunson, Maxi, Donovan Mitchell, another one, and Julius Randle. In the West, we've got LeBron, Luka, KD, who was on that list, SGA, and Jokic. And then the reserves are Booker, who was on that list, Curry, AD, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi, and Cat. So I think, I don't know what the percentage is. I'm not good at math, but several of those players who've missed quite a few games are on the reserves for the all-stars. And so I go back to what the old school coaches are. You, are you in pain or are you hurt? Cause there's right. a difference, right? I don't know if you, yeah. I'm sure you heard that throughout your career, yeah, right? Are you sure. in pain or are you hurt? Because there is a difference. If you're in pain, get back out there. If you're hurt, let me know and, and I'll take you out. You know what I mean? Interesting as I looked at the all-star rosters. So what are your thoughts on the all-star rosters? Well, I think, I think the first thing is, Let's name some guys or maybe think of guys that possibly could have been all-stars that, that got, quote, unquote, I don't like the word snubbed yeah. because there's just only so many only so many spots. Uh, but uh, I know here in – I live in Atlanta, so the people here in Atlanta are really hot that Trey Young's, you know, didn't get Crazy. picked. Right. And uh, I think that's a challenge, always goes back. But, you know, he has unbelievable stats, right? I mean – Averaging some like 27 points a game, assist. He's on the leader, whatever, but his team's like 10th. Really bad, yeah. In the East. And so that's the old argument. Okay, obviously, Trey Young's a very talented player. Is he affecting winning for the Hawks? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times I never got picked as a fan starter when I when I played, but I was picked four times by the coaches. And to me, that always meant a lot more. Obviously, it would have been an honor to be picked to start, but that's kind of like a, you know, popularity contest in yeah. a certain way, right? With the fans or, you know, the, the guys that get the pub and, and, and are on ESPN all the time or whatever. But the coaches that are coaching against these guys and are scouting and trying to win games, they know who the guys are that are deserving in my opinion, in a lot of ways. And so I always think it's interesting to look at the reserves because those are coaches picks. And to me, that's an ultimate respect that opposing coach would say, Hey, this guy is a difference maker. He he's, you know, he, he makes his team win. He, he, he deserves to be an Mm all-star. That's such an interesting concept too, because I mean, right here in Cleveland, I mean, there's a lot of guys there that were missed. The yeah. first one that pops to my mind is Jared Allen. He's been on a roll and that he absolutely deserves at least, at least a look, you know what I mean? I, I think there are the, look, if you're in, and here's my rant is if you're in third in the East to your point, <laughs> those guys, somebody on that team's made that happen. And it wasn't one guy, especially in this year. Like there's gotta be an all-star there besides Donovan Mitchell. Shout out to Donovan Mitchell, but but I gotta feel like there's other guys that made that happen. And that's the only one that made the team was Donovan Mitchell. That seems weird to me. Yeah, I agree with you. I think especially the last two months, I mean, name me a big, big man that's played better than Jared Allen. Right. And he's obviously affected winning because he's been the centerpiece, obviously, along with Donovan Mitchell who's been in and out of the lineup some mm-hmm. Jared Allen's kind of been that guy that's taken it on and taken his game to another level and taken the Cavs, you know, 
to where they are. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's obviously a huge piece of that. But Jared, Jared Allen has been a difference maker in where the Cavs sit. And they've been behind the Knicks up until, like, I think the last game or so. And they've passed the Knicks. But the one that I, I would switch for sure, and I'm biased, I'm a Cavs fan, but Jared Allen, in my opinion, should be on there instead of Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And Julius Randle's hurt, I guess, and may not play. So, I mean, Jared might get the nod yeah. if that happens. I hope it does. But just if even if it didn't, I'm like, how many people out there, if they had Jared Allen or Julius Randle, who would they take for their team? I'm thinking majority of people would take Jared Allen. How much, this is a weird question, but how much do you think there's a Cleveland factor? I mean, you're looking at Julius Randle and, you know, New York Knicks. Right. Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen. I mean, there's a Cleveland, New York difference there, right? The media, all those things. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, right? the New York is a big player. I mean, it's it's good for the league mm-hmm. for New York Knicks to be good. Right. It's a huge market, all that goes into it. But I guess the one, it surprises me a little bit that that was a coach's pick, you know, with Julius Randle. You can understand it from a fan's. I mean, they got a huge fan base and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think that surprised me a little bit that the coaches would take Randle over Jared Allen. But, like I said, it's it's tough because there's only so many spots and somebody's going to get left out every year. And it's a lot. There's a lot of great players in the NBA. So you can only take what is it, 12 that they're taking. So it's people, have, and I hear a lot of people, hey, it's time to expand the the all-star roster to 15. And I'm like, okay, well, are we getting into the everybody gets a trophy thing? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not fair for, yeah, you would, if you're the 13th guy and you don't make it, but I always looked at it like, well, I need to be better. Uh, you know, years I didn't make it versus years that I did. There were years I felt like I probably should have made it, but didn't get picked. And then the four seasons I did get picked. And some of it had to do with injuries. Some of it, I, you know, wasn't able to play as much. And so it goes back to that kind of 65 game deal as well. I mean, if our guys and there's guys on the, like you said, a lot of guys on the rosters that have played less games that are in that 65 danger zone, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, but it is an all-star game. It's for the fans. So I think things are looked at a little bit differently there because it's the showcase, right? And the NBA wants to get as many big names in front of the cameras, you know, to to really support and push the NBA as best they can. I think one of the special all-star years was the year you, Larry, and Brad all made it. And I think... Is my time? Is is it right that Ron Harper did not make it and was snubbed? I know that I know we don't like that word, but that same year, or was it a different year that Ron did didn't make it? But either way, how was Ron Harper never on an All Star team? Yeah, I don't know. That's that's crazy to me. As good a player as Ron was, and I'm trying to think the first year. I think Ron was with us. We had three guys that went to Houston that first time. We did it twice, really. Brad, Larry, and myself twice, you know, went to the all-star game together, which was awesome. Unbelievably cool. And, you know, but it, it goes back to my point that, yeah, I just don't know. They're like, man, we can't take four 
or whatever. And then it became a position, kind of a position thing. I mean, you had my, in the East, you had guys like Michael Jordan, right. you know, it's <laughs> Reggie like Miller, I mean, Reggie Miller, uh, Joe Dumars. <laughs> I mean, it was just, just, yeah. you know, a numbers game. I think that kind of kept Ron from, from making it from the position that he played, unfortunately, but yeah. so deserving to be an all-star never was. That's for sure. He did get to be in the dunk contest. I think at least once. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. At least once. All right. Here's my last question on the all-stars. Doc Rivers is coaching the East. And I'm trying to say that without laughing. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> what are your thoughts on Doc Rivers? Parachuting in to, and I think he's even like, come on, man. I mean, but Doc Rivers is going to coach the East, apparently. Yeah, and I'm glad that Doc had a press conference and addressed it. Yeah. At least he 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 said it himself. This is ridiculously stupid is. <laughs> that I'm coaching. Yes. And he's even talked about maybe just letting the assistants or whatever, but he said he's going to give the money to Adrian Griffin. I thought, I mean, a pretty classy. That's classy. Yeah. Pretty classy move by Doc in that in that stance, but it also got me thinking a lot when I saw that because I never because everybody was saying why would the Bucks make that move when they made the move? Well, they obviously wanted a coaching change. And think about this now, you know, I'm going into conspiracy theory land. Here. <laughs> Love it. I'm gonna put my tip for If it happens like it happens. And it's Adrian Griffin, who's the all-star coach, named the all-star coach. How hard is it then to fire him? Yeah. After that True. happens. True. And so I that's I've never even thought about that or thought I didn't know the Buck, you know, the Celtics guy couldn't do it, I guess, because maybe he did it last year or, or whatever. I I'm not sure how they how that works. But I had no idea that, you know, Milwaukee's coach would have the opportunity to coach the all-star team. You can't make me believe that didn't go into the decision making process. Yeah. Just from a because that's just not a good look, right? I mean, how do you fire a guy that's just got named the all star -Star coach? You know, and uh, anyway, just an interesting thought to throw out there. I feel like the Cavs faced that with David Blatt. If I remember right, I think I don't, did he coach the all star game? Somebody, somebody's listening right now that knows, but I, I think the Cavs faced that same issue with David Blatt when they let him go because I think they were in first 30 and whatever. Anyway, I could be completely wrong on that. I, I don't know my history that well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, you on that. I'd have to look back on that and see, but that's, yeah, it's interesting. Too. But anyway, I was just, okay. it was weird when I heard all that kind of Doc Rivers is going to be then that just jumped into my head quicker than any other thought that, Hey, now we, that answers the question of why the timing, right? Right. That makes a lot of sense for the bucks and we will just see how that all plays out. Moving to our faith segment, uh, as we were talking about all this over the weekend, I was thinking about Romans eight seventeen, and it says that now, if we are children then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. And I thought about the fact that, you know, today we're talking about all-stars and being named an all-star. What a huge honor, right? We're talking about limits to, you know, 
games. And, and if, if you play a certain amount of games, then you're okay. And you're eligible for these other big names and awards and things like that. And when it comes to our faith, I just couldn't help but think about how we are co-heirs with Christ. What are your thoughts on just Romans eight seventeen and the fact that we are joint heirs, co-heirs of God and also with Christ? Well, I think it, I, I agree with you. It, it's, it's, first of all, it's amazing that God would view us that way, obviously, because of what his son did for us and paid for our sins and made us right with God, that now we're joint heirs. There's also scripture that talks about we are sons, right? We're adopted, you know, yeah. uh, into his kingdom. And it's that sense of, yeah, I remember very clearly first time. I was picked, you know, by the coaches to be an all-star reserve. It just, I was overwhelmed. I was like, I mean, that's, that was just one of the coolest events that happened in my lifetime to just not just make the all-star team, but that I was picked by the other coaches. They thought I was that good. It was a humbling, but just special thing. And just to your point, to think that, God would pick us, that he would pick me to be his child, his adopted, his joint heir. And he's given that to to me and he's given that to you and he's given that to to every believer that's put their faith and trust in Christ. But yeah, man, it's like, hey, we've been, God's picked us to be on his team. And that's definitely the all-star team of life, right? right. (laughs) God's team. And uh, yeah, to your point, that's just it's an awesome thought to think that God thinks of us in that way. And for those believers who feel maybe passed over at work or, you know, I, I don't know who hears this. We never know who hears that. It's for the one that we do it. Whoever hears this today, if if somebody's put you down, if you're, t- if you're putting yourself down, if you're believing the lies of the enemy and, and, and he's got you in a stronghold, if you're a believer in Christ, remember that you, you are a co-heir with Christ. Soak that in for a minute that you are on God's all-star team. Not only are you on, you're starting <laughs> next to Christ. Think about that. Like you are on that starting five and, and I don't know who needs to hear that today or, or what you're going through today, but uh, soak that in and, and really embrace it because Satan is going to do what he's going to do. And, you know, the world's going to tell you what they're going to tell you. But, but if you're a believer in Christ, man, you are so much more than what those are telling you and what you're believing from others. No doubt. No doubt. That's a great, that's a great point. And I remember many times and we've all gone through situations, rough patches in our lives when we've got passed over or, you know, even gotten fired. Right. Right my job or and I remember that you know that time I, I got let go I was coaching Charlotte and you know been let go and been on different staffs in the NBA where the head coaches and the assistants don't get brought back and all those things happen and man it just makes you feel horrible right I mean anytime you lose a job or you know something something difficult is going on in your life you just you don't feel like a winner so to right. speak. Right? right. And we have to go back and realize that we can't rely on our feelings and what we think or how we feel. We 
we stand on God's word mm. and his truth. And he chose us, he says, for, before the foundation of the world. And it's just amazing that God causes all things together for good, Romans 8, 28. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If you're a child of God, he's working all things for your good because you are on his team. Mm -hmm. And in the end, you're going to win big time. Right. But during, it's not always going to seem like it down here on the earth when we're going through difficult times and, you know, family members are struggling with their health and all the different things, even losing loved ones, mm -hmm. you know, at early ages or, or whatever it might be, things that are just things we can't wrap our, our heads around. But yet we know that God has a plan and that his ways are right and good. And we can trust in that, even though we don't get it all the time because we're not God and we're not, we don't sit where he sits. He can see down and see all the moving parts and how all of it works together and how he's fitting all the pieces together. We can't see that. So we just have to continually stand on what we know. We can't worry about what we don't know or don't understand. And I think a lot of times, and I'm, I'm guilty of that is spending all my time worrying about the stuff I can't, I can't understand. Right. Trying to figure it out rather than standing on the truths that we know who God is, what his plan is, what his word says. I can stand on it because those things are solid and firm and they're never going to change. And we can hold on to that even through the difficult times. But to your point, just to constantly remind ourselves that, you know, God picked me, man. He chose me and I'm a part of his team. I can't not going to always understand his ways. And how he goes about his business, but I can always trust in him and know that he's on my side. Well, if you're listening today, walk in that locker room, check out your all-star jersey that says co-air on it. <laughs> Put that thing on, lace them up and go out there and rock and just crush it today. Cause you are you are a co-air with Christ. And and remember that. And that's said from one of the best who did it four times in the NBA. So, I mean, hey, you know, Mark, thanks for, oh, wait, we got to do this real quick. Super Bowl predictions. Who uh, got? Yes. Who Super got? Bowl's coming up. Well, I think it's a tough one because I think they're both pretty good, pretty good. But until somebody beats Mahomes, <laughs> I guess I got to go with Kansas City, even though I'm not a Swifty. But, but you, I know you got that side covered. So anyway, you had a good night last night, but I love Brock Purdy too. Strong believer. Yeah. Really love, love him and his stand for the Lord. So I'm pulling, I'm probably pulling for Brock Purdy, but if you're making me pick who I think might win the game, I guess I'm going with Kansas city right now. I'm going to go with the 49ers just because I'm the contrarian. And I like what you just said. I like Brock Purdy for that. So no doubt. I'm, I'm gonna go for Brock Purdy. And I'm not gonna mention Taylor. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. She had a big night at the Grammys last night, but I'm not gonna mention Taylor. So yeah, let's go. I'm gonna go 49ers. So 50-50. We'll see who wins. I'm not a betting man. I've never been a betting man. And so, but yeah, let's plan on that. I'm gonna go 49ers. 
your pick is Mahomes, which till he loses, you got to keep going that way. I, I agree with you, but all right, we'll see where it all ends up for episode 67. I'm sure we'll talk about that and much more on episode 67. Mark, thanks for your time again today. Always Aaron. Man, hey, get feeling better too, man. Go <laughs> we'll back <do>. to bed. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mark Price for Three podcast. Remember to subscribe, like, review, and share. I'm Josh Price, and we will talk to you again on the next episode. You don't have to go very far looking for bad news because somehow it just finds you. So finding peace in the chaos can be really difficult, but it doesn't have to be because the River mobile app exists. The River is a Christian music radio station dedicated to playing music to help you get through life's toughest moments or life's happiest moments and everywhere in between. And all from artists who love Jesus and are real people just like you. Listening is easy. You can download it wherever you get apps from. Just search 1049 The River or listen online at riverradio.com.